Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. And today we are welcoming our guest, Laura Fredericks, who is the author of a really great book, Hard Asks Made Easy, How to Get Exactly What You Want. And she is the CEO of The Ask. She is an attorney. And this is a fantastic book. But before we move on, we are a day after our event conversations with Prime Women, which went off spectacularly. It was amazing. She and I are both exhausted. We have no video of this portion of the interview because our eyes are like our bags under our eyes. My eyes, Colleen didn't have. Oh a bag. no, we both yeah. have. We Mine have luggage. Are down to my knees. We have luggage. <laughs> we have luggage. We have steamer trunks. You know, just <laughs> it's but exhaustion. But I mean, it was really uplifting and wonderful. And the fabulous women that we met there. I was on this high yesterday. How you doing, girl? I'm I'm hurting. I think my voice <laughs> is a little rough from doing all the, like a lot of talking to a lot of people. But my gosh, what an amazing event! You know, we called it conversations with prime women, and it was just the most amazing conversations from the boss ladies and their absolutely inspirational words of wisdom. Then to our how to stay healthy and menopause panels. My gosh, those were invaluable. And we had Mindy and Melissa Gilbert. Come on now, ladies. That was like just that was beyond. Great. That I was mean, beyond. Yes, it really was. And we had style and beauty to feel good, which was just women got to ask their questions. They got to everybody kept coming up to us and saying, This is like nothing I have been to before. This is amazing. This is so I didn't know I needed this, you know, right. because Everyone felt like a part of the conversation, not to mention the women who got facials and skin evaluations and makeup tips, and they got to shop all the bags that they were taking out in addition to the $300 plus bag that we had waiting oh for them gosh. at their tables. They, I heard so many people so excited about those bags, the giveaways, the people that won prizes, you know, they were so excited. And I was so thrilled to be able to share this moment with all of these women. We're going to have, we're going to be putting a video up um, that shows the whole event later. We're, we're doing a little bit of editing, make sure it's, you know, it's a long video. That was five hours, but we'll be putting some clips up as well from it. So make sure you check that out on YouTube, check out our Instagram, check out TikTok, check out our Facebook and our Facebook group. And just thank you also for the great responses that we've been getting on social media. I really appreciate it. Share it with your friends. And, you know, when when Colleen and I recover, we plan to do more of these. So we just have to recover and breathe and take a little break. And then not from the podcast, though, but just from the event. <laughs> we'll be back with that. We also want to thank our incredible sponsors. We had Laura Geller. We had Normatics Oils. We had Sunita Skincare. We had Better Not Younger, Become Clothing. We had Trafalgar Tours. We had One Skin. We had the Whistling Kettle. And I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Exo Jackie. And Exo Jackie. We had a bag full of menopause bars called Menopause Bites. And we truly thank every one of our sponsors who recognized the need for this conversation to inspire and empower women in our demographic. Now, Laura Fredericks, 
Yes. She's an attorney who is teaching us through her book how to ask hard questions and kind of how to get the answer you want. And she's the example of us asking people to buy tickets to the event and how we do that. And she talks about her four asking types and the rules of asking and all this really great stuff. So if you are one of those people who have trouble asking for something, I empathize. I don't get it because, you know, I I just ask and what's the She's worst so good. But it, we did a little <laughs> test on me because I'm terrible at it. So let's get started talking to Laura. We will talk to you after. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, everybody. We are thrilled today to have on Laura Fredericks. Thank you so much for coming on and welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to get into this. Um, and I've been following you, both of you. So it's... Uh, it's great. It's a good topic and it's perfect for your audience. We agree. And, you know, there are a lot of women who, for whatever reason at this time of life, could be changing careers, could be getting divorced, could be trying to figure out a new path. And they are just not comfortable asking for what they want. And I thought that the way your book is outlined is so easy to follow because you talk about the ask. And then you talk about the types of asking, the rules for asking, and then the five laws. So I thought maybe we would start out with the um, three rules of asking. And those three rules are be prepared, be personal, and be present. Can you talk about the three rules? Right. Be prepared. Well, a lot of times when we think about asking, let's just talk about the universe of asking, okay? Um, we literally think about it in our heads. We kind of know what we want. We pick the person that we think we're going to get it from, and out it comes. And so what I've done with this very important area is put organization, structure, and focus into an area that has largely been left to luck, chance, and time. So the three rules are very, very easy, but very easy to skip to. I've got that. I've got that. And I try to emphasize that in the book that I've done this all the wrong way. I've done this all by mistakes. And if there's one thing I know people love, it's structure. If you give them the steps, they can follow. Just show me how to do this, Laura. What are the words? What are the tones? So, you know, the, the, the first one is be prepared. How many of us watch Shark Tank, the world, right? But if you watch it, the people who walk away with the deals do the three rules, right? Be prepared. Number one, you're going to want to know the shark that you're going to target because that person generally invests in your product or service, okay? So yes, it's great, you want a deal, want a deal, but if it's Lori Grenier and you know it's gonna go on QVC, that's who you have to focus on, right? And then think about what are the things she's invested in, what questions she may ask you, and what are you gonna say back? I mean, that's all the preparation, okay? And the other preparation is, let's say Lori's not interested, who is, who is the next person? So you see the preparedness, not just, I have this fabulous product, I want you know, 500,000 for 10%, whoever takes it, takes it, is a lot different mindset than going in there and knowing exactly what you want, who you want it for, and how to sell it. So that's, that's be prepared. Second, be personable. And my favorite asking mantra is your tone is as important as your words. Now, getting back to Shark Tank, think how many people just say the two words, I'm out, because you watch them being totally turned off to someone who's defensive, aggressive, speaking over the person, on and on, and their tone just was like those nails on the chalkboard, 
your tone is as important as your words. And I tell people practice. Everybody has the cell phone and everybody has a recording device. I recorded myself and I was horrified because I was saying one word over and over. I thought, it, you know, I have a fairly low voice, which is that's the way it is, but it sounded even lower on the phone. So I had to raise it up a bit. Your tone, more people will be invited to listen to what you want by your good, confident tone. Okay, so monitor that. And the third is be present. You know, Zoom has helped us a lot of ways because all we do is stare at the squares, which is great. Now think about if we were doing this live, people would look out the window, what's going on here, look at the clock, the door opens, and you become very distracted. You may have one shot at your ask, so you've got to listen with presence. It's laser focus with your eyes. Make sure your body language is great. Uh, what your listeners may not know, but I stand up for every phone call and every interview. Why? My voice goes up, I have more energy, and you're going to lean in and listen. And nothing else exists. Nothing. All my phones are off. The doors are locked. That is it. The only people that matter right now is Colleen and Bridget. Those are the three rules. You know, that that made me, you know, I was reading your book and I was like, oh, I do have that stand-up desk. Do I have time to put that in here and do this? And I was like, <laughs> I don't have time to get that in here and do this. But you also, you have it all lined up in your book for the different types of situations, for the different types of interviews, where whether it's live, whether you're over Zoom, whether it's a phone call. Um, and you all also talk about the environment that you were in for at the ask. Could you share a little bit about that, why the environment is so important? It is. You know, I've done a lot of asks over my 30 years, first in practicing law and then in philanthropy and then in, in my business with getting investors. And I found that most people, when they do an ask, I can tell it's the environment they're not comfortable in because the distractions begin. So, you know, the rule is you always want to do the ask to where the person you're asking feels most comfortable. Now, I've done more asks in restaurants than I care to, but that's the time I could get that. And so how you have to control that environment is I want the table in the far corner. I go in before I pay the waiter or, or wait staff. You know, just after you drop the meal, do not come until I wear, wave you over because that's when I'm going to do it. There's ways to control the environment. If you have to, and thank you, Bridget, for pointing that out. If you have to do it on the phone, you know, you have to say, I, I want this to be as if I'm, I'm, you're in the room with me. The environment is so important because the distractions can come in. And it's not that someone's going to say no to your ask. It's that, that the answer gets delayed. You know, you you kind of don't get to it. They kind of don't remember it. They're kind of thinking, what am I supposed to be thinking about? And then all the time fills in and you have to go around chasing them. So the environment is so, so important. And it A big thing that struck with, struck me was ask that person how, how to address them. Just ask them. Why is that important to ask someone how they want to be addressed? Well, especially now, you know, when, when people are think we can do a lot of assumptions that everyone wants their first name, but there's a lot, lot of people out there that still want the title uh, and maybe don't want the title. 
Um, and there's a lot of people that, you know, you may not know their sexual identity. You know, that's a huge topic. So, you know, that's really elevated now is like, how would you like to be addressed? And then you have such a bonding moment. They're going to be so apt to listen to you, you know. And so, you know, what I say and, you know, you've read it in the book, push away, you know, the the two tempters. And that is assumptions and expectations. You can't assume that you're going to go in there. It's a CEO and they want to be called Ms., Mrs., whatever. It's like they might be want to called CEO Smith. And you're like, OK, that's how we roll. You know, and just because they're a huge head fund investor, they might say, oh, just call me Sal. We're all good. So it just it just sets the right tone before you even get to the conversation. You alluded to before the um, three temptations that can lure you from the ask. Can you talk about those temptations? Luck, chance and time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So many people say, well, you know, everything's going well. This is great. They know me. It's it's going to work out. You know, it's kind of like the Las Vegas ask. It's going my way. I feel good. <laughs> I woke up. I'm dressed. You know, they're smiling and it's all going to go well. That's luck. Chances, one of my favorite, if I ask 10 people, I really only need one yes. And all 10 asks get diluted because you've never made that one person feel like you're the person I picked. You're the only one I want you to, to join me with on and on. So you do the thing, you know, in fundraising, they did this and it was awful. You know, if you want a thousand dollars, ask a thousand people for a dollar. That is not what you do in fundraising. Okay. You pick the person who can make you the thousand dollar gift. So that's, you know, that's the chance method and time. Time is probably the worst saboteur to this. And I've seen this and I've coached people on this. The more time I spend with the person who I want someone you know, to do something for me, the more likely they're going to do it. This happens so much in sales. We take them out. We bring them to games. We invite them over for dinner. And, I, and the clock is ticking because you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. And they're just going to know that's what you want. And I don't need to ask. Well, by the way, you know, clue phone, you have to ask. So those are the three, luck, chance, and time. You, you've just got to, like, diminish them from any ask conversation. It will really, really weigh you down. And then you also talk about um, the 25-75 rule, 25%, 75%. Could you share what that is? Yes, and I really learned that the hard way because, you know, as a lawyer, we like to speak. And the thing is, if you keep speaking and people keep nodding, you think you won right? So this is terrible. So I had a kind of etch-a-sketch my whole persona. And that is, you're there to listen. So the guidepost is, and you do that by asking good questions, which is why every ask ends on a question. You want to get more information so that you know where to go. If you keep talking and talking, literally, I've talked to people, they walk away and they are unsure what they're supposed to decide. So the rule is 2575. Just keep asking questions and listen. And watch what happens. The more people are heard, felt, feel like they've been heard, the more apt they are to help you. Right? Who doesn't want to be listened to? Right? Who? <laughs> so if you give them the way to do that by constantly saying, can you explain that more? Did I get that right? 
it, 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 I feel like this is going down the right path. Do you? It's very easy to ask questions. So that keeps the balance of 25-75. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. And that's in law number four. So let's start with law number one of your five laws of asking. And the first law is know exactly what you want, dates and numbers, which is really interesting because if you think about it, when you ask something, you ask such a generalized question that people don't often know that you want. No, can you be here for a meeting on this date and this time? Or instead of saying, are you available to meet me? So can you talk about that? I can. So, Colleen, tell me one ask you need to make in the next two weeks, and we're going to go through all five rooms. Okay. I would say the first ask I have is I want to fill up the last remaining seats for our venue, so I would ask people to buy tickets to our event. So we have an event, and you need tickets. Right. Okay. An ask could be, we have this great venue, and we only have five tickets left. Um, would you like to buy one? Not an ask. Okay. So what you're going to say is, what's the name of your event, Colleen? Conversations. It's called Conversations with Prime Women. Okay. So say, Bridget, I'm I'm putting on Conversations with Brilliant Women on, what's the date of the event? October 8th. October 8th, 2023. Tickets are 126 apiece. Sentence number two. I would love for you to join us. Can you do that and let me know by this Friday? Now, it's the date of it. We know what it is, the ticket amount, and when you want the decision. Know exactly what you want with numbers and dates. Law number one. What about rule number two? So the second law is write down, and this was so interesting to me, because you wrote write down 15 things you think the person will say, and write your responses. And I think that's such a smart thing to do because it kind of makes you think of every variable and be ready for a response. The only thing that I think would concern me is that some people don't wait until the question's finished because they already know what they're going to, they're not listening. You know, like what we were talking about before, they're ready with their answer and they start answering before you even finish the question. But it's really a great way to think about it to write down these questions. Can you talk about your second law? The second law came out of this. The number one reason why people don't ask, it is not that they fear rejection. The number one reason people don't ask, they're afraid they'll hear something they won't know how to respond to. So law number two takes care of that. You just make a list, a running list. And it's not just 15 for this person, 50. You just keep making a running list. I think I'm up to 375 already responses. Okay. What will they say? So let's use your example, Colleen. You say, okay, um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm busy that day. Right. Uh, I can only afford a hundred dollars. Who's, who's the speakers? Uh, How many people are going? Is there networking opportunity? Can you give me another discount? If I bring five people, can I get it for 75? Just keep writing them down. Okay. I can't get to that venue. Um, The airports are not convenient to where you are. You just have to think what's in their head. And then what will you say to each? Okay. It's not that you're going to jump the gun anticipating they're going to pick one of the 15, 
it's going to alleviate that horrible feeling of, I don't want deer in the headlights. I don't want to look unknowledgeable. I don't want to whatever. You're prepared. And you write because you'll remember it. You don't have to memorize it. You don't have to bring it with you. We all know the rule. If you write it down, probably you have a 65% chance of remembering it as opposed to the running, you know, mental list in your head. Okay. So then you have law number two sets you up for law number three, deliver with confidence. Out of all five laws, this is the one that skipped the most. I got this one. I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm whatever. And unless you have the right tone, standing up if you can, sitting down diagonally from the person, whatever it is, no one else exists but that. And you're treating each person the importance of getting each ticket sold at 126 by this Friday. It will come to you. But you got to look and sound confident. You could do number one, get all the facts right. Bingo. Be prepared, number two, on and on. If you can't deliver it, it's not coming to you, okay? Number two sets you up for that confidence level. Law number four, Laura's personal favorite, <laughs> clarify what you think you heard. Now that gets to something you had mentioned, Colleen. You're like, well, I'm so prepared for the 15. I'm going to hear this and they're going to say that. And now we're not on the same page, Okay. The biggest example, and something that probably would be number 12 for you, because I think we got up to about that amount. Oh, Colleen, that's great. I have to think about it. The problem is you don't know the it. I have to think about it. What is the it? You can work that out right here during the ask. And you can get an answer right here during the ask. So what I recommend people say, use their first name or however they wish to be addressed. Thank you, Bridget. Say, to the extent you feel comfortable, that's my words. Can you share with me what you're thinking about? This is the one. I'm here to help you. And now the ask becomes what I call a group hug. You've brought them in. You're having a conversation. And guess what? They tell you. It's like, well, I'm not comfortable going to live conferences quite yet. It's got nothing to do about money. It's got nothing to do about travel. It's got nothing to do about the cost. And we could make those assumptions. What it has to do with someone's comfort level of whether or not they want to be in a room with a lot of other people right now. And so now you work it out. Say, so totally understand that. Okay. And tell them all the safety things you're doing. Okay. Do you see how you could resolve it right here? Okay. So let's say the person says, okay, you know, you, you've, you've addressed everything. I still want to take some time. And all I can say is law number five, and you did this already. Fine. Can I call you Friday at 10 AM? Don't say I'll get back to you. Don't say I'll call you Friday. Give a specific time. Because if you don't, on average, it'll take two and a half weeks for you actually to reach that person. I know, like, for example, I'm a former attorney as well, and I have absolutely no problem asking for whatever I want. But Bridget is uncomfortable with it. She does not feel comfortable in a situation asking a corporate sponsor or someone to come speak. How can she get over that kind of block that somehow... I mean, you would express it better than I would, Bridget, because it's you. 
But well, that you're uncomfortable it is, with it. It is. Yeah. It's almost like a, an intimidation. And I think uh, definitely it's in your book addressed where you maybe you just don't feel like they even wanted to talk to you. I, I think I did your, uh, I did one you of did your tests. You did the four raskers? I did. So which type did you and come out, Bridget? I was, um, I was an, em- wait a minute, was I an emphasizer? Empathizer. Empathizer. Yes. I was an empathizer. Because you put Sorry. yourself in the person's shoes. Yes, that was what I was. So I just was like, yes, I'm recurring. Bridget, for you, and it is very common, which is why I started the book of let's take a quiz, get your baseline and move forward. And in there, I hope you saw, like, we, we know the challenges. You put yourself in the shoes of the other person. It does feel awkward. It does feel intimidating. It does feel like um, I'm going to get embarrassed. And it's very, very common. But there's also advantages and refinements and each of the four askers has advantages and refinements and some of the you know the advantages are your sincerity your honesty you know you're you're very sweet to the core and the the refinements that i put in and 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 for you and anyone else listening is honesty wins the day use it as your strength saying listen I'm not particularly good at this and I'm not particularly comfortable at this, but it's something I know I need to do. And I hope you have a little patience, but I need to ask you, you know, use it to your advantage. Be honest. Trying to be someone else, trying to use different words, trying to use a different tone is going to come off, come off uh, insincere and you don't, non-genuine and you don't want that. So use it as your strength, but be honest. You know, a lot of times when I've asked a lot of people for a lot of money, I started out you know, you could have all the research in the world saying this person has it and they should. Don't you love those terms? Say, you know, I, I began it saying, I have no idea if you can do this. But what I do know is once you do, you will transform blank. And that's what it is. Because in any moment of time, do you truly know the person has that asset? You don't. They could have lost their job. They could have lost their house. They could have been in natural disasters happening around the globe, you know, daily. You just don't know. So use it to your strength. Be honest. And you know what? People lean in and and help you. It's not going to disadvantage your your ask. It's going to just show them who you are, where you're at, and you're asking them to meet you. The quiz shows the negotiator, the empathizer, the presenter, and the charmer. Bridget, what would I... Bridget, what would I fall into? Oh, boy. You got to take know? it. You got to take the quiz. Yeah. I was reading I through, I was, but I didn't I, take the quiz. Oh, I, negotiator, I did probably. I'm trying to think. Maybe the negotiator, Colleen. I'm thinking I the looking, negotiator. I'm looking at it again in my notes. We'll um, take it and then send me an email. Tell me which one. You're also okay. a presenter. Yes. You're also a presenter. Right. Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the the difference between, and I, and I did the four because I know there's four types having done this for so long. The presenter has a bit of each, and each has a bit of each, right? Has a bit of the charmer in there too. But the presenter is the type that just keeps talking about it, but doesn't quite get to the ask. And think of all the couching you're doing, and you're personable, and and your people attract like magnets and on on. This generally happens with a lot of people who, um, if you think of a politician, and how well she or he speaks, and they're charismatic, right? But do they ever get to what they really feel on the subject? No. Do they ever really get to say, well, I'm sorry, we have to raise your taxes by 15%? No. So that is really kind of like a presenting style. But I will have to say, Colleen, you do get to the ask. <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> Thanks, you do. Bridget. I'm going to have to clip. 
But she does. She's very good at that. Okay. Getting well, to that. and I liked I liked that you you talked about that. What are the benefits of each one of these, and and what are the negatives, and how do you refine them? I also thought it was really interesting because nowadays so many people work from home that the ask can be in person or it could be on Zoom by telephone. There are benefits to each. How do you figure out the most beneficial way to do an ask when you're asking for, let's say, a corporate sponsor? Well, first of all, you have to figure out what's the best venue they like to be asked. And and for Bridget, if you're going to be looking for corporate sponsorships, you can't assume that you've gotten them by email all the time. So an email is the way to ask, you know, and people fall that into like, oh, they've gotten on Zoom, they've gotten on Zoom, they've gotten on Zoom, but they might not want to be asked for an important decision on Zoom. So, you know, when you come down to it, you know, obviously you're just not going to make a cold call and blur it out. You know, we're the best thing here. You should support us. You have a relationship with them first to say, you know, when the time comes for, for important discussions, where do you like to have them? How do you like to have them? Now, anyone who asks me, I will do this with you. But after five o'clock, it's the telephone because I do this all day long and I'm in front of a computer all day long. So if you want to get a hold of me, it's the telephone. Now, if you didn't know that, you'd be, you know, sending me Zoom links and and whatever, and I'm going to ignore them. So, you know, the first step is to to get the person that you want to ask. And the second is really find out what that is. And that's why I put in the book all different ways to reach them. And then once you do reach them, how you do make the ask everything from a text message to an email to a phone call to Zoom to the best way in heaven in person. And you also talk about, so important about the tone of each one of those and how yes. that can come across and it, and how text can be so, seem so informal. And, you know, that it can really put people off. And I think the most difficult text there, but I think emails are the most difficult ask because you've got to get that subject title right or it goes to spam, it gets ignored or it goes into, it just stays in the inbox. So I think, you know, if someone says, oh, just shoot me an email, I think that's the hardest ask right now, because what will the title say? You also talk about what happens when you get a no. Towards the end of the book, you talk about what do you do when you get a no? Can we talk about that? Yeah, well, every, there's very good saying no now means no never. And you really have to embrace every single word in that sentence. And that is the, if you hear no, Generally, you won't hear no. You'll hear a couched no. I don't think so. I can't do that right now. Uh, it's not a good time. I mean, no one's just going to listen to your ask and sit there and say one word, no. I mean, it just doesn't happen, okay? So when you get something that sounds like a no, make sure it is a no. Go back to law number four. I heard you say this. Does this mean you cannot do this? I mean, like, no, I didn't say that. I'm just like, you know, I'm not in a good mood. I don't want to decide that now. Oh, it wasn't no. It was the timing. Okay. Let's say you do get a no, something that sounds like a no. Your only, 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 only job is to get to the why. Why is it a no? It's not, and and Bridget, I'm going to come back to you with, if the person isn't going to buy the $126 ticket by Friday, move on. Do not move on. Stay with the person. Find out the why, because you know what? This isn't a one and done conference for the both of you. You're going to have other opportunities and you want that person to be invited to those opportunities. So you say, this is what I say. Thank you. First name, because then they wake up. Thank you for sharing that with me. Sentence number one. Sentence number two. 
I heard you say that that you do not want to take part in our conference this year. That gives them the right to correct it. Sentence number two. It is important to me to learn why so that I can learn, get better at this, and maybe do and ask in a different way that maybe the next person will be able to do it. They will share with you what it is. You know, it's like, well, my boss pays for these things that our budget's done. Okay. I've already invested in my personal development through June. I don't have the funds anymore. Whatever it is, people would like to share with you the reasoning. So find out the why and go on. And whatever response you get in whatever they say back to it, this is what I say. Life is long. Is it okay if I circle back with you a couple months, see how you're doing? And maybe we have some other things that we can possibly put together. Don't leave it. You have spent time, money, and energy selecting the person that you want to do something. Why would you discard them and move on? Because that's how they feel when you end it that way. Laura, thank you so much for writing this book and for spending time with us today answering our questions. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, we learned together. I've learned as much from you as you have from me. And um, of course, you know, I have to do an ask. So thank you for pitching the book. And for all your fabulous listeners, um, if you can just do a one or two line on Amazon, it really helps. Um, it made it become the number one in business negotiating and coaching, which I'm thrilled about. And it just, the more people get the word out by reading your stellar reviews, um, the more people we can help. And that's my goal. Well, our answer is yes, we are happy to do that. So thank you thank so I'm much. I'm counting on the both of you. <laughs> we're happy to do it. Thank you so much. Are you ready to ask those hard questions and see that they're not so hard after all? Thank you, Laura Fredericks, for making them a little bit easier for all of us. Guys, get the book, Hard Ask Made Easy, How to Get Exactly What You Want. You can find it at any bookstore or online. Make sure you're following us on all forms of social media and our YouTube channel, which will have videos from the event Conversations with Prime Women up soon. We did restream it live, so you can see that up there and this interview as well. Thank you all so much. We appreciate that you listen to this podcast. We appreciate any time that you enjoy them. If you would write a review, give us a five-star rating because that makes all the algorithms do the dance of joy and send us out to more people. Have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.